What's up, everyone? How you guys and gals doing? Welcome to this show, baby. Don't forget, coming up, we have special guest, Danny Delo live. We're going to be talking about growing up in Chicago, baby. We have some stuff in the news today, and there's one thing that I want to caution you with. When you see things in the news... When you see them in the news, make sure you read between the lines because sometimes they put out stuff that isn't true. Like in our next story, you have to be a little suspicious and it has to do with shooting crash in Lubbock possibly, possibly is the key word right there related to biker gang rivalry court says so let's take a look at that out of everything lubbock.com joe daniel herrera 26 and mark escobedo uh 30 were arrested after they were accused of being uh, connected to a drive-by shooting not good not good i'm actually really really immersing myself into these Australian bikey laws and hopefully I can get an Australian attorney on where they can explain it better and we'll take a walk down the road of why clubs should come together. According to court documents obtained by everythinglubbock.com, court documents suggested the shooting stemmed from a rivalry between biker gangs, the Banditos and Mongols. Now, I haven't seen this story in anything else Texas-wise. This is the only place I've seen it. Court documents stated a victim told officers two men on motorcycles, later identified as Herrera and Escobedo, rode past the home of the victims and yelled, F you. B were the banditos. I'm only taking that as F U. I don't know. It don't say. I ain't even counting the asterisks either. According to the covered documents, Herrera and Escobedo Jr. drove to the stop sign, turned around, and started shooting towards the victim. She told police she had no problems with the banditos and didn't know why her home was targeted the boyfriend of the victim told police he believed herrera and escobedo jr were aiming at him he also said he began to chase one of the bikers through the parking lot of jimmy john's the chase ended near frankford avenue okay the victim is the boyfriend okay just try to keep it uh, together here try to follow along According to the Warren, Herrera lost control of his motorcycle during the crash and, or the chase in the crash. Court records said the boyfriend of the victim, which I guess is the woman, was a member of the Mongols biker gang. And according to the warrant, the big victim's boyfriend, quote, talks a lot of crap to the banditos. Court records said the Mongols and the Banditos have had several incidents in Plainview. Harrell was taken to the University Medical Center for his injuries and was arrested after he was discharged. 
Both men were charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. As of Wednesday afternoon, they remain at the Lubbock County Detention Center with $200,000 bonds. That means that they probably have to put down 20000 bucks right there. That is expensive. So that one out of Texas, and again, it goes and says possibly. Look at that word before you draw any conclusions in this one. Now, a good one here, and it's even better when the cops have to come out and say, yeah, these are good people. Blessing of the Bikes brings Thousand the Baldwin. Now, the Lake County Sheriff. It put Baldwin on the map. Yes, bikers said that. Put your town on the map. One thing that I don't understand is why these local town cops and all these board of supervisors, mayors treat bikers so bad. I don't get it. They bring a lot of money with them. And like here, you can see there's a lot of them. Thousands of them. You know how much uh, money the local stores made that day? Come on. The 51st annual Blessing of the Bikes was held in Baldwin over the weekend, giving bikers from all over the chance to meet, greet, and share our uh, stories. And he goes on the quote, To me, it is a time for all bikers of all genders to get together with one common denominator, that is camaraderie, good times, spend some extra money, and look forward to a safe riding season for everybody. Now, this was uh, Mark Bird, uh, president of the Paradise Motorcycle Club, which organized the event before handing it over to the Dwayne D. Uh, Dewey Amvets post-1988 in Baldwin, one biker said it's important to meet each other, enjoy the social aspect. This is true. Another biker appreciated the fact that the event is kept safe and praised for safety of all the other bikers because he said, all we want to do is go home at the end of the day. Ain't that the truth? Now, Lake County Sheriff Rich Martin said it has become a large event since the humble beginnings in 72. He goes on to say, I believe it was eight riders that pulled over in Baldwin and they wanted to talk to the preacher to give them a blessing for the upcoming year. Then they just kept on doing it with tradition. And here it is. Like I said, the businesses of Baldwin see extra business during this time of year. Heh. <laughs> That's what I have to say to a lot of local uh, law enforcement at these type of rallies. Also, the mayors and the supervisors, councilmen, all that type of stuff. Remember that when you start bashing on bikers, kind of like what you did at an Easy Riders Rodeo, where it was there all them years, and then all of a sudden you sat there, you listened to a cop, talking about how hard it is and how expensive it is. But look how much money the local businesses lost. If you look at some of these bigger rallies, these vendors make a year's worth of salary off of one or two weeks. 
So I'd be upset if, uh, you know, the town councils and cops got involved too. Anyway, we're going to go to the second half of the show right now. Don't forget, MotorcycleMadhouse.com, baby. Go get your 24-7 over there. And don't forget to uh, join the Throttle Club and you to get a part of the members only. And also on our locals community, L-O-C-A-L.com. Look for us, Motorcycle Madhouse. Go join over there. I put out articles and all my thoughts over there. Rock on. Join the Insane Throttle Members Only Club on YouTube or Spotify and receive exclusive content Monday through Friday at 9.20 a.m. Central Standard Time. Your membership in the Throttle Club helps keep the show going strong. The Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Show now streaming over on Rumble and YouTube Monday through Friday at 8.15 a.m. Central Standard Time. Tune in Mondays live at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on YouTube for the Madhouse Monday Night Raw with Hollywood and Marco. Grab a beer or some wacky tobacco and sit back and bust the gut. Subscribe to China Doll's Viper Pit to get your dose of the world according to China Doll. Real and honest opinions on what's happening in the world today. Join the Queen Viper and take a walk on the wild side of life on China Doll's Viper Pit on song for the broken hearted A silent prayer for fifty parted And I ain't gonna be just a face in the crowd You're gonna hear my voice when I shout it out loud It's my
up on the edge is the way that Yogi like. No fun if I can't do a hundred through the light. Probably be the only way that I can live and feel alive. What's up, everyone? How you guys and gals doing? Second half of the show, we got Danny Delo in what the We got him here. He is co-hosting the Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Show. Hopefully, uh, guys and gals are looking forward to that. Uh, man, what's going on there, man? Sorry, man. I, I got our live on the computer, too. And, and yeah, I forgot to hit mute. <laughs> Look at that. He's already fucking up already. And already fucking it up. God. If you guys don't know Danny Delo, you uh, can watch him over on YouTube and stuff. I know I got a lot of new people coming in here that ain't even bikers, but you wish you uh, want to be. So you got to tell them a little bit about yourself, man, because you got a lot of new. You're on the radio as well right now. So a lot of people on the radio, they don't know you. Man, I'm all over. You can Google me. <laughs> I'm Danny Delo. <laughs> Um, I have Danny Delo Biker TV. Um, I'm also on TikTok, but uh, I'm not really advertising that much. I'm on Instagram as well. Um, you know, I'm just a, a, an old school biker trapped in a new school body. Um, just been doing my thing, been around the club life, uh, been in the club, former one percenter. Um, you know, I, I try to uh, teach people, whether it be the club life, whether it be what not to do in the club life and also i uh try to give people pointers on working on bikes and stuff like that i i kind of i kind of bounce around all over the spectrum rock on now since he don't want to advertise his tiktok let me take you into the world <laughs> of danny delo's tiktok and there we go before we get into growing up in Chicago and stuff like that. Now, I am kind of weirded out at Danny. You know, he's a, <laughs> he's a ladies man. Let's just put it that way. He's a ladies <laughs> man. He's one of them suck up type of, uh, you know, ladies man. You know, gives oh them boy. Says, honey, here's my balls type of deal. And I, <laughs> I got proof right now. Let's take a look at my proof. Guys. Do you really want to know how to turn your woman on? Watch this. Step one, grab one of these. Step two, turn the water on. Step three, wash your fucking dishes. She's tired of doing them by herself. Now my question is, where's your apron and to, you know, two, where the heck is honey? But even worse, does when your uh, friends come over, do they ask you to make them a sandwich? Sometimes, yeah, and I make them a glorious sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you'll see the women in the group chats that, that will be like right the fuck on. So, yeah, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> Geo, what in the Ohio did I just watch? Well, you know, I, I'm over here promoting <laughs> Elo's uh, TikTok, which you got to go over there. I, I really do love his TikTok stuff. But we got two more that we, you know, we're just giving you an introduction to who Danny Delo is. So I got something to tell you guys. Before fact checkers and we'll see gets a hold of this information, I should just. Just do what I tell you guys I always do. Keep it 100. 
and tell the truth. I told her my sister once, and she got yelled at by my mom. But I mean, that was like way before the gang life and way before the MC life. I mean, it don't really count, does it? Fuck. everybody. Here you are telling on your sister. Does that make you proud telling on your sister like that? You know what? I've been doing funny spoofs like that because I'm watching these fucking clowns on TikTok. You know, former club members and all this shit that just, it's hilarious. You know, you got one guy leaking out that there's cops in Iron Order MC and it's like, hey, Mama Luke, we've known this for freaking how long? Like, <laughs> you're, you're not letting out a big top secret, dude. You know what I mean? And then you got these other guys that are on there talking about their snitches in this club and that club. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start calling them fact checkers, MC. <laughs> and just start messing with them. And you know what? If you go up uh, to Danny Delo's TikTok, he is the boss, baby. He's got some swag on him, boy. One of the homies asked me, hey, bro, how do Cholos walk, eh? So I said, Cholos walk like this, 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 this. Cholos walk like this. So if you ever see Danny Devo coming to him, you're going to be able to recognize him because he can do that cholo walk. <laughs> you know, I think he'd fit right into uh, anywhere in California. So, he, he, you know, man, give me a taco. Give me a well, we'll have to We'll have to ask Mike Ball if I fit in in Cali over there. Mike Ball, though, <laughs> you can fit in the Cali over there, man. <laughs> How many of you guys uh, with one leg? <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> don't do don't talk about the one leg, Hollywood. Come on, bro. That's Peg Leg, man. That's his nickname, Peg Leg. Oh my God, you're horrible. He's no Joe Morgan, I can tell you that, man. Joe Morgan <laughs> legend over with MA and stuff like that. I don't think <laughs> You know, I, I I do wonder, man. I think he's a a little freakish and stuff with the ladies because he says he can get in positions that you and I can't get in. I wonder, man, if he uses <laughs> stub to his advantage. You know, I've kind of wondered that too. Like, I mean, on them freaky nights, is, is he taking a stub and you know, you know, kind of like fisting only kneeing? Wow. That's what I'm talking about, kneeing. <laughs> I bet he can go. See, he's up in L.A. That's where all the freaks are. I bet that he can go to the local porn studio and make some money with that thing. He definitely could. He definitely could. You think? But I don't know, man. Uh, he's got a, he's got a lot of com, uh, conservative views and stuff. We were talking about having a side chick yesterday, and he finally came out and admitted he'd like one, but his uh, Mexican wife would kick his ass. I saw that. I saw that. He was getting red in the face. He was getting very, very, uh, very triggered, it seemed like. He was, man. It's like <laughs> lefty, his inner triggered leftiness came out. Uh, it uh, was he was getting scared. He was getting scared. Yeah, he was I, like, oh, no. I think, Mike, you know what? He has to get the diamond or the... <laughs> hole out of his ass when he <laughs> is uh, talking because he's talking like all adult and stuff and sometimes us people don't want to be adults <laughs> true very true you got to get that Look, stick out of his ass 
Hey, did you see the comment from Steve Easy? He said he didn't know there were essays in Chicago. Are you kidding me? Have you ever been to Chicago? <laughs> you haven't been to Chicago, <laughs> man, if you don't see, know. See, and that's exactly why I, I do my YouTube channel, because I'm here to represent Chicago, the Midwest, because when anybody talks about the club life, What's the first thing that always pops up? It's always some West Coast club. And no disrespect to them, but there's more out here than the West Coast or the East Coast. So that's why I'm always like, always promoting Chicago, man, because Chicago is no different than everywhere else. Man, I th I'd have to say Chicago is the place to be. Uh, you L.A.'s and you New York's, you don't know fun until you come to Chicago. You know, we are proud of our criminal history here in Chicago, going back all the way to Al Capone. They, you know, you go around the world and you say, yeah, I'm from L.A. They talk, oh, you're from the city of the transvestites and stuff. But you say <laughs> you're from Chicago. They say, yeah, Al Capone, baby. Al Capone. Uh -huh. So let's talk growing up in Chicago, man. We're both from uh, Chicago. It's a great place. Uh, not so much anymore. Uh, if you want to get shot, you know, you better wear a bulletproof vest down to the south and west sides right now. But let's give an overview what because we call them neighborhoods here in Chicago. Uh, mm -hmm. you, you were from the Humble Park area. I was from Montclair. And there is a big difference, even though Humble Park was like 15 minutes away uh, between the neighborhoods. Explain neighborhoods to them. Man, neighborhoods can change at like they literally change in one block, man. You know, you, you got this block, these guys run it, and then you get like two blocks over. It's a whole nother neighborhood, a whole nother crew that runs that neighborhood. And it can go from zero to 100 literally man like you can be on on this block at a stoplight and you're like you know oh wow this is a real shithole and then you get to the next stoplight and it's like you're in a whole nother suburb it's all nice and it, it's crazy on how quick neighborhoods change in chicago man and that's one of the things we prided ourselves on was the neighborhood especially when we grew up it was a different time period where everybody was out on the stoops. And if you don't know what a stoop is, it's porch, basically. Everybody, yep, that, yep. the whole neighborhood congregated at was on their porches. You'd go up and down the block and see that. Everybody just sitting there chilling and stuff. And the people were real tight with that neighborhood. And that's why when sometimes people bring up uh, gangs and stuff like that, you know what? I really never looked at them that way. I always looked at it the uh, of the characters of the neighborhood because we didn't want cops around. Yep, yep. The cops made the situation worse. Especially, Very true. Especially CPD. You know, those are some of the most corrupt motherfuckers around. Uh-huh. They show are. They you know, not, man, I can't tell you how many times I'd be walking down Armitage Avenue uh, to the little liquor store that was by my house and I'd be walking there like you know nine ten o'clock in the morning I'm walking to go grab a pack of squares or you know maybe something to drink you know bag of chips whatever walking down the street and next thing I know I'm locked up for three days for just walking down the street you know what I mean like getting hooked and booked for a mob action or now next thing I know I'm in a lineup and dude Dirty mob, ass cops, man. Mob, mob action was the fun one. That's all they used to use to get your ass and sling you in. 
uh, was the mob action. Oh, dude, I got so many mob actions on my coat, man. That's ridiculous, man. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Like, especially, you know, a lot of people, you know, Gio probably know what I'm talking about. But in Chicago, back in, like, the like early 90s, I want to say, um, we kind of formed a coalition of, of gangs, kind of. And uh, Mayor Daly along with all the city aldermen, we all sat down like the guys who ran different neighborhoods with different crews. Everybody sat down and decided, okay, here are the sweep days. Remember the sweep days, guys, that mm. are old school Chicago? Uh, sweep days were Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And <clears throat> if you got caught, if you were a known gang member and you were walking down the street on Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, it didn't matter if you were by yourself or with a couple of homies or just walking down the street with your mama. They would pull over, throw you ass in the paddy wagon. Yes, I said paddy wagon. And, uh, yeah, you'd get locked up for mob action just like that. Like, those were the days you just couldn't be out in the neighborhood. But then the other days you were allowed to sell you, you know, do what you got to do, you know. Well, you it was know, like, like an understanding because, you know, all the neighborhoods and the aldermen were complaining. Everybody's complaining to the aldermen, you know, all the gangs are taking over, blah, blah, blah. So it was kind of like a solution to, we know we're not going to beat the gangs. We're not going to get rid of the gangs. So let's figure out a solution. So that was basically the agreement. Well, JB, I got to disagree, Chicago. He says Chicago is the leftovers of West and East Coast. They're smoking I crack, stupid. But I have to say, you know, the West Coast was a bunch of our bitches because everything uh, west of the Mississippi River or was uh, controlled by the Chicago outfit. And the East Coast outfit, they're too stupid. Uh, that's why uh, Chicago ran them into the ground because they're too busy fighting each other all the time. But uh, Chicago has a different breed of person. Let me tell you that leftovers from the West. I want, I want to know where JB is from because he just, he, you tried to delete that comment, but I saw it. Sorry. Said, <laughs> oh, there it is. It popped back up. What city says Alderman? What city are you from that don't have Alderman? Right. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> These guys kill me with their comments sometimes. Like I said, man, uh, Chicago, we have our corruption. You know, after that thing <laughs> with Trump, I was like, yeah, they pulled the Chicago rope-a-dope on his ass, man. That's Chicago. Yeah. Uh, but besides the neighborhoods being so secure, and if you were from the neighborhood, it was secure for you. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, North Side was different than South and West Side. Uh, I can have to say West Side and South Side. They have no loyalty within them neighborhoods. That's why they're killing each other all the time. But what do you think that makes everywhere else but the, you know, what What do you think makes the South and West Side different? You know what? Honestly, there ain't no difference, man. And I'm going to tell you why I say that. You'll ask a guy that's originally from the South Side. And he'll tell you, oh, man, y'all were crazy on the west side, bro. We were scared to go to the west side. And then you'll ask one of us from the west side, no, nah, man, them dudes are crazy on the south side, man. We don't go to the south side. And honestly, it was basically the same shit, man. <laughs> it was no difference. <laughs> it's just we were so scared to leave our own hood that <laughs> that's just what we said, I think, you know. 
I really don't think there's much of a difference. But a difference in how the neighborhood takes care of itself. Tighten it. It is. It is. I mean, you know, I don't know about how it is nowadays. I'd say it's kind of still the same in a way, but it's it's definitely gotten way different. But that's the society that we have today. But back in the day, I mean, it was all about protecting our neighborhood, protecting our people. Like I remember, you know, when I was calling it in the hood a little bit, um, dude, you know, we would send the shorties to go clean up some of the elderly people's yards and, you know, co go cut their grass. If somebody got caught, you know, doing some graffiti in the neighborhood, we'd make them go and repaint the whole garage, the whole house, the windows, everything. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, we took care of our own, man, you know, and it didn't matter. You know, one of the best things growing up in Chicago to me is you didn't see race. You didn't see color. We we're just all people in the hood, man. You know, right. and, that, and that was the beautiful part about it. And that, and that follows you through life to where, you know, you don't, you don't get on that racist bullshit. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you grew up with everybody, man. Everybody is, is, or was your friends, family, you know, it's all integrated. So yeah, we, we took care of our neighborhoods, man. That's what it was about. You know, if you got caught walking through our neighborhood and you were trying to do some graffiti or you trying to steal some hubcaps back in the day or something, bro, we're going to beat you down, man. You know, like you in the wrong hood, dude, take that shit to your hood. <laughs> hubcaps. That's something I haven't heard for a long time. Uh, but I would, you know, a lot of people would get confused. A lot of kids in Chicago are part of gangs. That was a way of the neighborhood, uh, is getting involved in gangs at a young age. And people don't understand why that happened right well you know you just you grow up in it you know it's kind of one of them things you don't give any thought to it you know you're just you're just there mm -hmm. you know i remember i remember sitting on a stoop and we're smoking a blunt and it was like a sunday morning saturday morning or something it was kind of early in the morning i remember and i was just a kid man and you know i'm looking around the neighborhood and you know you see the the neighborhood cluckers, which are crackheads, they're on the corner. They're all picking through the grass looking for a rock that they think they lost, but really they just smoked it. You know what I'm saying? And I looked at them guys and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be like them. You know, then I looked over on the corner and a couple of the shorties are kicking it on the corner and they're all gang banging and shit. And I'm like, oh man, those dudes ain't going to amount to shit or even last that long either. You know, then I saw one of the other neighborhood, you know, dolphins come through. Uh, his name was Junior. He used to cut our hair. And uh, he was a great, great hairstylist, man. He, he would, like, do all the art and stuff, like carve the art in your head and, and stuff like that and give you a nice fade and shit. But Junior comes walking up the block, and you could literally smell shit. He had shit himself because he was a dolphin. And I'm like, well, I don't want to be like Junior, you know. But then mm -hmm. one of the homies come pulling up the block in a brand-new Caprice, you know, sitting on some 30s and Vogue's you know, banging some crazy music, you know, out of a crazy-ass sound system, 412s in the trunk, got a couple of girls with him, got jewelry on, brand-new clothes, he's doing it, he's giving everybody a $100 bill because he runs the hood, and it's like, I want to be that guy. You know, that was that was how it was in the hood, man. You didn't want to be a cop, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. no you know, I mean, some people, some people might have wanted to be a fireman, but it wasn't nobody in the hood. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a cop. We all beat them up. 
<laughs> he's not lying. Uh, he's not lying. Uh, fireman. And we never liked that guy ever again. Like, even if he grew up to be one of the guys in the hood and didn't become a cop, he was a snitch for the rest of his life. We didn't like him. We didn't mess with him. <laughs> oh, man. What? How old were you when you first got into something? Um, I was between 10 and 11 years old. I, uh, you know, I was already, you know, hanging out with the, with what I call my big brothers, the OGs, you know, I, I would hang out with them in the neighborhood after school and stuff. And they would kind of teach me the ropes, but they'd also be like, man, take your little ass home, man. It's late. You know, they looked after me, believe it or not, man. It wasn't all about trying to get you to join the gang. Honestly, they all tried to get me to not join the gang, you know? Right. And, um, you know, it was between 10 and 11. That's when I started, uh, you know, walking the streets, hanging out, um, gang banging, start selling a little bit of weed. And, you know, and it just, um, unfortunately, it just progressed from there until, you know, we started hitting the big time. <laughs> right. And there is the minors and there's the pros, man. Yeah, it was about 10 or 11 with me. Uh you know, started hanging around Albany and school and stuff. And if you know uh, Chicago back in uh, the 80s and stuff, Albany and schools was royal blue, man, until the uh, migration happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, it was just a different feeling, and you were real close with uh, the people. And, yes, we have some attitudes from <laughs> Oh, you New Yorkers think you have attitudes? You got shit on Chicago when it comes to attitudes. I think we're more real. I, I think we all think we're more real. That's what I think. You know, you talk to a guy in New York, and he's going to say they're more real there. You know, you talk to somebody <laughs> in Chicago, we're going to say we're more real. I think that Growing up in the in the ghettos in the hood, we're all real. It doesn't matter where we grew up. You know, we grew up hard. We grew up surviving. Um, you know, it, it's just it's just part of it. I think everybody thinks they real, but um, when shit goes down, that's when you really see who's real or not. Right. Well, I'm talking about attitude wise, not even taking care of a uh, business. I think we got this attitude towards uh people that are from the outside that lot can't understand honestly what i've always seen and i mean this is pretty much how i am like being from chicago man we don't really get too much attitude we're kind of quiet because we're always observing you and checking you out and feeling you out and trying to figure out is this dude real or he just a punk you know is, is he some wannabe you know is he a cop <laughs> you know what i mean like we're always alert, man. In Chicago, you've got to be alert. And I think that's any inner city. You've got to be highly alert, always watchful for your surroundings, and, um, you know, always paying attention to who's full of it and who's real, you know? So, that I don't know. Got, well, you know what? Uh, if you do come to Chicago, I'm going to recommend uh, Wrigley Field, and I'm going to recommend that you walk down Clark Street. <laughs> <laughs> especially 
<laughs> Especially if you're into all that LGBTQ, you'll see some weird shit out there, man. Yeah, there's some cool bars over there. <laughs> Why isn't, doesn't it surprise me that you actually went down Clark Street? Well, you are hmm. washed. You are washing di- dishes and stuff, so. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, actually, so I had a friend of mine who bought a bar in Boys Town, and he calls me up, and he's like, hey, man, he's like, I need you to run security at my bar. And I'm like, all right. You know, and I, I did a lot of that. I worked all the nightclub scene in Chicago at the time. <laughs> and I said, yeah, all right, cool, man. So. He gives me the address, and you know, this is before the GPS on the phones and all that. So I pull up, and I'm like, man, we right in the heart of Boys Town, man. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? And he's like, it's not going to be a gay bar. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be a gay bar. You ain't got a choice in that, bro. Anything and um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, you can call it whatever you want. You can call it the anti-gay bar. Guess what? You're going to have a gay bar. So... I worked there for probably about a month, and I'm going to be straight up with you, man. I had a blast working there. They were fun. There was never no drama. Like Are you in, they would, are you, are you in the closet, dude? No, not at all, man. I'm just a competent man that ain't scared of gay people because I know I'm not gay. <laughs> See, the only people that are scared of gay people are the ones that are scared they might like you. Oh, ouch. Well, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Welcome to the morning show, motherfuckers. So, 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 re- so really, here, uh, the is that you get your feminine side uh, from Clark Street? I'm starting to see your origins here. About oh, Washington. you wash a couple of dishes now. You're labeled for life, really, Hollywood. You never washed your woman's dishes for? No, actually not. Well, see, that's why you don't get laid all the time. That's your fault. uh amish real hoods make you tougher than others respect to all those cities like chicago amish have you ever even been in a hood you you, i gotta ask man you got me weird up here uh but uh go ahead man (laughs) i i do i do want to know you know what you you keep it 100 you do show your feminine side a lot you know what? I just I'm I'm just myself, man. I I really give zero fucks what people think of me, man. I I really don't. You know, like, you know, is is it so horrible that a man wants to wash some dishes to make his woman smile? Then call me a horrible person. I'm good with it. But if my lady's sitting here smiling, looking fine, doing whatever I want her to do, I ain't tripping. I don't care what any guy thinks, man. I don't. You know, I'm well, not trying a- to fuck you tonight. man that's awesome you know you showing that feminine side of danny delo man (laughs) i don't know how washing dishes is feminine i mean come on man if you were living by yourself you're not gonna wash oh that's gay i'm not gonna wash dishes so you're just gonna have dishes piling up in your sink no i'm gonna hire (laughs) and pay him a dollar an hour hey man what's that Oh, China doll just uh, walked in, give me cigarettes because I was giving her a freaking hell. You left me with no damn cigarettes. Danny's over here fucking smoking and making <laughs> like that. But what do you think makes a good relationship, Danny? I got to dig into your brain here. What well, makes a good relationship? Um, finding somebody who's like minded. You know, I, I've I've been 
in many relationships in my life. Not proud of them, but I have. And every one of them, I was with some chick that grew up in the burbs, grew up in in the in the in you know Farmville, and they didn't understand my mentality. Only somebody from Chicago or that grew up in some type of a hood environment can understand my mentality and the way I react to things. You know, most people, you know, if somebody cuts you off, you blow your horn, you flip up a middle finger and that's it. Guys like me, I go around you, I stop the whole fucking highway, I jump out and I have a word with you. You know, it's, it's that mentality that, you know, that just that gangster mentality, I guess, for lack of a better term. And not many women can understand shit like that, except for women that are from the hood. Why did I just get a disturbing image in my head while you're describing that of jumping out of the car, you all freaking naked and stuff like that, pointing your finger and posing? It must have been that TikTok, but go ahead. Oh, naked. Wow, man. You know, <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that, but uh, thanks. I appreciate the vote of confidence there. I, I, um, you know, I think that's something you would do. I think you're. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's absolutely nothing even close to what I would do. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, you know, as far as the relationship shit. Now we're thinking about it. Finding somebody who is like-minded that you communicate well with. And, and obviously you got to vibe with them, you know. Uh, that's a big key. And you got to show. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what you gotta show your feminine side <laughs> oh jeez you just gotta show your woman that you're proud of her and you don't care what anybody thinks man well this is true and I think that's uh, good advice right there not caring what anybody else's think what is the uh, usual day of Danny D'Lo and his girlfriend you know what, man? People think I live this crazy life, and I don't, dude. I am so chill. You know, I I, I have my morning coffees. What's that? No, this is Danny D. Lowe's morning uh, routine. Hi, honey. Can you give me my apron? It's over there. I want to go wash some dishes. <laughs> I'll go make you some breakfast. Bring it into the bed. Yeah, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> You know what? I might do that. And that's because my woman fine as hell and I have no problem doing it. But uh, my hey, daily routine... I want to know if you're truthful here. Now, I know, I know Mike Pegleg Ball lied his ass yesterday. Uh, <laughs> where he said if his old lady brought home a fine friend that she wanted to do and wanted you to do, and he said no, would you? Um, my woman would never do that because she's got respect like that. But for the audience purposes, if my woman brought a woman home and said, do her, of course I'm going to do her. Why wouldn't I? My woman's just brought her home. It's all good. At least we got somebody who's honest. <laughs> At least we got somebody honest. I mean, like at that point, you're not cheating on your lady. You're not doing anything wrong. She brought her home. So. Why wouldn't you? But see, Mike over there, like, you know, he got to get that stick out of his ass, man. <laughs> home, do her. That's what I'm saying. It's see, again. You know what? 
I, I've, I've been in a relationship where we did threesomes, foursomes. I think we even did a fivesome once. And let me tell you, I learned real quick that um, it's not what everybody thinks it is, for one. And for two, it does mess with the trust big time because I noticed that right away. But I also know, didn't. I also didn't know the rules. There's rules to that, and I didn't know that. Know. We yeah. we had this girl from Austria, and she was staying with us um, from for like a foreign exchange thing for the summer or whatever. And she was hot, dude. She was super hot, super duper hot Australia uh, Austrian uh, chick. And um, we ended up messing with her one night. We had a threesome or whatever. We had a good time. Well, the next morning, my lady goes to work. And this girl's in the kitchen in some panties, and that's it, looking fine as hell, cooking breakfast. First of all, I'm hungry. So, of course, I'm eating breakfast. Well, you know, then, then I ate dessert, and, you know, some things happened that morning, right? Dude, I got in all kinds of trouble for that. And I'm like, what the hell? We were just with her last night. What's the big deal? I wasn't there. Oh, okay. So now there's rules. Oh, yeah. You can't do that. And for those that, because uh, Mike says it's a trap and stuff. No, man. You just can't show your girl you're having more fun with the other one. You got to have some acting going on, man. You know, yep. you have to pay yep. a lot of attention to her. And, you know, the other one is just, you know, there. Yep. That's. And you know what, guys, you know, I know a lot of you want, guys want, uh, you know, two women at the same time. That's just two more bitches you got to deal with. <laughs> Seriously. Spoken from a man that's been there. Yes, sir. Oh, my God. Do they give you headaches and stuff? I remember when I had uh, a living girlfriend and shit like that. And if you would ever do what Danny said, uh, China, that would kick your fucking ass if you mm -hmm. Without so, so let's let's ask Hollywood a question. Let's ask Hollywood. What would you do if China Doll brought a man home from the bar one night and said, "Let's mess around"? I kick her ass because it's not right. <laughs> I've never ain't. understood why is it always the chick is bringing a woman home. It's never bringing a man home. <laughs> because a man is the king. He's the one that's supposed to have the harem. Did you ever see a Muslim king or any kind of kings have a bunch of dudes as their harem? No, it was all women. No, no never have. <laughs> men are men. They are the king of their castle. Right. That's what I'm always saying. And a lot of men nowadays, they don't understand that. You know, like Peg Leg, he gave the keys to his ball sack over to his <laughs> old city. <laughs> well, you know, he's a younger and, cat, man. And, you know, they <laughs> do, man. These West Coasters, they just give their keys to their balls. <laughs> well, you know, it's LA, bro. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's right next door to Hollywood. <laughs> oh, this, God. Poor Mikey. Not this Hollywood, by the way. <laughs> got me fucked up man they all, they all weirdos and stuff like that that's just like uh china that i was telling everybody the other day we were walking through uh walmart and i seen a dude with blue hair i can't shut up with that no you know, me neither <laughs> how do you blame me for saying something man he looks like a tinkerbell yeah yeah, yeah i can't do that 
and that's and some of these new hairstyles where they got the hair all in their face and they're and they're flipping it up like a fan it's like dude what are you doing right now stop it like i'm gonna cut your hair myself <laughs> now what if your old lady made you a deal she would bring you home the biggest bombshell of abroad if she can bring home a gay guy fucking never ain't happening <laughs> first of all I, you know i'm gonna be honest with you and this may be because i'm in my they call it the honeymoon uh, uh part of my relationship but uh i can honestly say there's not another woman in this world that i'm attracted to and i mean i mean it like i don't even look at them you know do i acknowledge another pretty woman of course i do i'm a man but do i go through the thoughts of you know damn i wouldn't mind hitting that no i would never i, I just i don't feel that way i don't think that way you know you already but yeah that, that, that that's not happening you already <laughs> cut your own nutsack off what the fuck danny <laughs> you cut it off you know what i'm okay with it man i'm very dude when you're happy with somebody the way i am i i don't need anybody else i'm good man you know so, i'm at that age too where it's like it's not all about sex anymore you know so man, at our age that we have that's work to me now with sex it, it just you ain't lying sometimes it is man you know me and uh a mutual brother of ours we're literally just talking about that it's like you're laying in bed and and, and you you know she's giving you the moves right and you're just like oh fuck again i just want to go to sleep <laughs> i'm gonna be turning the big five oh okay and okay. it is the it is work you know mm. why when they're younger that they never want to have sex but when they get older it's like you can't keep them off of you they're like little leeches. <laughs> oh it's it's god's cruel joke to men and women it really is man that that's why so many women end up cheating on their men after a while because i mean think about it a woman's time when they really get in their peak time is right around the time that we're just about getting done you know and then for we have like 10 years to give them a good heave hole after that you know most people you know now it's not working like it used to anymore you know what i'm saying it's yeah, well, a cruel joke it's not working our guys are sitting there afraid that they're going to have a heart attack and stuff because you women get stupid you do <laughs> as you get older you get stupid no wonder everybody wants to do a milf or a freaking cougar man uh, but it's yep. funny you bring up our uh, mutual friend. I got to get him on here one day. I think we'd have a ball, all of us. And right. uh, I do believe that would be something that comes out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird, man. You know, we're talking. We're like, man. You know, we're you know we're doing real biker shit. We're sitting on my bike, going over my cams, and uh, he was actually showing me how to line everything up making sure that I did everything right, you know, always teaching me as usual. And, uh, you know, we just started talking about our relationships and life, you know, and it's like, man, you know, you get older and, and the things that used to mean something to you don't mean a damn thing to you anymore, you know? And, and then we got onto the sex topic, you know, with women. And it's like, you know, back in the day, man, I was ready to go 24 seven, you know, now it's like, man, you know, they, 
I don't know if I want to tonight. I kind of just want to cuddle and go to sleep, dude. I hate to sound lame, but <laughs> it's like I just want to cuddle and go to sleep, dude. I really don't want to do anything. It's work now, man. <laughs> you want to cuddle. <laughs> hey, I love my cuddles, man. You can talk all the shit you want, but I love that stuff. Danny Cuddle Delo. <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, like, hey, like my like my famous Delo shirt says, all right. Gangster as fuck, but still need cuddles. <laughs> you know what worries me though? Is you and our boy were sitting there talking about your sex lives. Usually, you know, hey. guys there and say, Hey, I want to bang this blonde. And you guys were sitting here saying it was uh, too much work. No, no, no. See, there's a difference between men talking and, and, and just fucking guys that just talk a bunch of shit. Let's All see right? There's a big difference. This one. We'll see if he can get himself out of this one. But go ahead. I already did. I, dude, I don't give a fuck what you think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck what anybody in that chat room thinks. I don't give a fucking fuck. <laughs> well, you are kind of looking like a teddy bear right now. Maybe we should give him side. You should come, upload. Come fucking poke the bear then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, road rage. I, Let's go into some of these right here. Uh, been married, and I think Danny Delos is old lady sitting right behind that camera. That's why he's saying these things. Because uh, no, she's at home. Oh, so, she'll watch the show when I get over there to have coffee in about an hour. <laughs> been married for 20 years i don't even want to cuddle go sleep on the couch so i can get some peace and quiet and a good night that's what i do that's what i do man i have my own room screw so that I, I got an answer for that and it's a two-part answer either one road rage you've just been married so long you just you guys either of you give a shit you know you love each other and that's it and then there's the other part of it that some guys that do that shit you're just with the wrong broad <laughs> oh so you think they're with the wrong broad it's a possibility i'm not saying road rage in particular but i'm just saying there's people that are like that that you know they're not happy in their marriage anymore and they sleep in separate rooms and i ain't never sleeping in a separate room for my old lady dude are you kidding me i love her little booty pressed up against my back or or my <laughs> ass or in the honeymoon period now be with her about 30 years you'll be uh checking uh yourself on that one i was in a relationship for eight miserable fucking years so i could speak from both parts i definitely can and you know what even in the miserable relationship i still didn't believe that still the, so you're a good old catholic boy no i definitely ain't catholic <laughs> <laughs> But you're more of... Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm seriously... I am just a different type of dude. I've realized this throughout life. Like, there's things that most men do that I find fucking appalling. There's things... I mean, you know, women too, of course. There's like things that... Men do that are appalling. We're seeing Danny's manly side. I don't, I don't know offhand. I mean... Like like sitting around talking about banging women. I find it appalling. I ain't got time for that. You know, why do I want to talk about women banging women with a guy? I mean, what's next? You know, are we leading are we leading up to a gay porn here? What's the point of that? You know what I'm saying? I'd rather talk about life, what I'm experiencing right now. You know, whether it be in my relationship. I don't talk my sex life and I really don't talk my relationship life much. 
um, you know, well, privately you, like that. But our good friend. Well, yeah, me and him talk about a lot of things that I don't talk about with most people. But you got to remember, me and him go back twenty something years now, right. and we're triple T's. You know, we've been t twice tried and true. So we've we've gone through life together as brothers. You know, so of course I'm comfortable to talk to him about certain things I normally wouldn't talk to with others. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad that you're spilling your guts right here on uh, the madhouse. Uh, oh, that's dude, I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. I really don't. <laughs> now I'm saying I'm saying things that most men want to say, but they think it's lame to say it, so they don't. Or do you just think, think about that? Or you, they just uh, think you're a weirdo. <laughs> there's, there's some guys that are just full of testosterone and really think that they're badasses and they can't talk like a real man. But a real man don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. Well, this they say what true. they feel. This is you know? to be true. This is true. Yeah. Man. You want to talk I, about real men? You want to talk about a real one percenter? You want to talk about a real whatever? A real gangster? You're going to say whatever the hell you want to say, and you don't give a fuck what anybody has to say about it. Ouch! Yeah. You've been asking me about a second channel that would be good for you, and Road Rage came up with one. Exploring your emotions with Danny. <laughs> hey, you know what? If I get 30 people in the chat room right now to say, do the channel, I'll do it. 30 people. You and know I'll teach that. you guys how to have a happy relationship instead of that bullshit y'all got now. Exploring your emotions. <laughs> That's a perfect one. You'll get a lot of mainstream. I, I like that, Road Rage. I like that. That was a good one. I have to admit. I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're going to have Tech Talk with Danny D'Lo. We're going to have uh, Exploring Relationships with Danny D'Lo. We're going to have all kinds of crap going on. I'm telling you, man, and I really think you should do Tech Talk with Danny D'Lo, man, because I <laughs> love that video, dude. I learned something that I didn't know, and that's one good thing about YouTube is you learn stuff that you don't know. <laughs> well, oh, I man. couldn't help I couldn't help myself by doing it, you know. I I, I started watching some videos because anytime I'm doing something on my bike, I'll I'll look on YouTube and see if there's a video on how to do it, and if there's a if there's not a video, I'll do one. If there's shitty videos, I'll do one. And that's what happened in this case. I looked up videos on how to remove your, your inner cams, uh, cam bearing uh, out of a twin cam. And so many people, I mean, there's 15 minutes freaking videos and 30 minute videos. And I'm like, dude, in 30 minutes, I could have torn my whole motor down, bro. Like, what the fuck? You know? And then I come across this video. I could not help myself doing a video to, and, and shitting on the guy where he put a hose clamp on the end of the cam puller or cam bearing puller. And I'm like, first of all, how do you get in there to take the hose clamp? I'm like, you're a freaking moron. I'm like, you don't even know how to use the tool, but you're doing a how to video. Like, take it down. You're stupid. <laughs> you know, how do you deal with your haters, man? Cause you got a lot of them. They like freaking claw at you. You know what? There's, there's two different ways I deal with them. Number one, I'll call them out. You know, the, the ones that come on here and especially on YouTube, man, I'll get these guys, you know, oh, you know, you ain't shit. You ain't. All right, well, come fucking prove it, man. I'm in Lake County all the time. I'm in Wisconsin. I'm right here in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Come fucking find me and prove that you're the baddest motherfucker on the campus. 
If you're not, then shut up. You're just a keyboard punk, you know? Right. And then the other ones, like on TikTok, what I like to do, I thoroughly enjoy doing, is mocking them and making them look dumb. Like <laughs> the guy that said, oh, you're a poser. Okay, so I'll do some fucking funny, hilarious poses around a sunflower and just make you the shit all over you and you don't even know it. You know what I'm saying? Danny got a donation from JB. Danny, you are speaking facts. I respect you, man. I did not feel that way at first, but respect is respect. Right on, JB. Thank you. I appreciate the donation, sir. There you go, man. Uh, look at that, man. Danny Delo in the house today. Uh, haters make you famous. Damn, do they make us famous big time. <laughs> big time, sunshine. I you have no that. idea. My TikTok, my first, second, and third TikTok channel, I built it in very short time to 40, 50. My first account was like 60-something, almost 70,000 subscribers. And then my second one got around 50 or 60, and they took it. And then my third one, it took forever to grow it, but I finally was getting, I was approaching th uh, 40, 40,000. I was like 37, 38,000 followers. And it was all by haters talking shit and me just going back at them with it, doing funny videos, eye roll videos, you know, just, just clowning them. So yeah, haters really do make you famous. No, oh, they do. They do. You're about catching up to me, man, with the haters. <laughs> I'm getting there. I don't get as many emails as you do, though, thankfully. <laughs> thankfully. Uh, I think it's just something with Chicago that they don't like us. Uh, you know, I don't know what it is, man. It might be Chicago. You know, it's we have that attitude of we just don't care. And, and we're from the show me city, you know, and, and the city, you were not allowed to lie. You weren't allowed to be fake. Because we smelled that bullshit a mile away, you mm -hmm. know, and, and, it, you know, I, I remember one story, man, this kid came to the neighborhood and he was talking shit about one of the other homies in the hood. And he's like, oh man, you know, so-and-so man, you know, screw him, you know, talking all this shit, right. I'm talking all jazzy out the side of his face. And, uh, within seconds, literally seconds, one of the homies called that homie was like, yo man, Hey man, dude down here talking shit about you. You want to fight? Dude showed up and they fought. Dude got his ass whooped. We never saw him around again. Like, mm -hmm. that's how we treated fake people. We would whoop your ass. We would call right. you out on your bullshit and we'd beat the shit out of you. Like, there was no room for error growing up in the city, man. So, uh, it just it goes with us through life. We don't let people bullshit. You yeah, know, there was somebody on TikTok that said, um, one of my TikTok videos, he said, considering where considering the location i'm at i'm in the wisconsin and illinois area considering the heavily populated area that i'm in of a certain club i would think that if Dilo was full of shit or if he was a poser he'd have been checked by now and he was mm -hmm. absolutely right and that's what people don't understand on tiktok youtube instagram facebook your mother's ass they don't understand that i mean Case in point, man, you'll see a guy come on, on a, on a different channel, right? And he'll start talking trash about this guy, that club, those guys, those clubs. And the next thing you know, they just disappear. Why do you think that happens? Because they got checked. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? 
And it's like, so you could sit here and talk all this tough crap on the keyboard. Oh, he's a, he's a poser. He's a wannabe. He was, he was only in his club for a short time. He was never nothing, you know, like that little bitch kid one percenter likes to talk all the time on TikTok. You could talk all that shit, but prove it. You have to prove it. If you're going to talk shit, prove it. You know, well, the way we were used to, but now uh, all of a sudden everything's so different because there's the two worlds, the real world and the virtual world, as I call it now. Yeah, uh, it is kind of fucking sad, though, if you ask me. It really people, is, man. You know, the ones that I hate worst the most is they pretend to be uh, your friends and then something stupid happens and they go, you know, cause they'd be talking shit about the other people that you didn't like. And all of a sudden they're friends with them. Those yeah. are some big ass people right there. Yeah. And I don't play that shit, man. You know, with me, if you're a friend of my enemy, you're my new enemy. You're damn right. Well, <laughs> you know, that's the least way we thought it was. Yeah, it's just, this is the way I am. And, I, you know, I got to say, man, you know, back to the original topic growing up in Chicago. I got to say, growing up in Chicago, it, make, it made me tough. It made me able to survive anything. It made me be able to adapt to my environment. Um, there's so many great things that come out of growing up in an inner city and in a bad neighborhood that I, I've always said, if you got kids, you should raise your kids in a bad neighborhood for at least the first 10 years of their life because they're going to take out of that things that normal people don't get. You don't get book smart on the street. Street no. smart, street smarts will outlast book smarts every day of the week. Mm. You know, I've had people, you know, I'll be working somewhere, right? And I'll be like, yo, I need to take uh, next weekend off because I'm taking my lady, you know, out of town. We're going on the bike. And I've had bosses go, oh, now you can't take the weekend off. Hey, listen, motherfucker, I wasn't asking you. I'm telling you I'm taking next weekend off. You can fire me. I don't give a shit. You know, like people live in that fear of, you know, oh, I don't want to get fired. Fucking fire me because my mouthpiece, I'll go get another job tomorrow. I go right. hustle legally or Ill illegally. I can hustle and make my ends meet. I am never worried. And that's mm. what comes from living in the hood, growing up in Chicago, you know? And there's so many, you know, people don't understand, man. Like if you sold drugs for so long, which I did, um, you take from that where you can run any business. You can just adapt your business to what you used to do on the street. You know what I'm saying? And and it'll prosper. You know, there, there's just so much stuff, the life lessons that you'll learn on the street that people just, you can't make it up and people can't teach it to you. You have to go through it and learn it. We're not going to have a members only today. We're going to keep running long on this one uh, so everybody uh, can learn more about Danny. So members only will be back uh, tomorrow, but we're going to keep on going with this one. That's one thing that I have to say about Chicago is it taught us how to be entrepreneurs because yep. me, I can never work for somebody else. I had well, trouble all my life working for somebody else because I always had to hustle my way through. Yeah, I'd rather be broke in my own boss than to be rich and work for somebody else. Amen. Amen. And, I used to always chalk that up to, you know, you know, the, the, fact that i've been in prison and you know my felonies and the type of felonies i've got i always thought that's what kept me 
from having jobs. But honestly, that did keep me from getting jobs. But when I would get a job, that Chicago attitude is what kept me from keeping it because I'm just, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to take your shit. You're not going to talk down to me. I mean, how many, how many bosses have you heard? You know, they talk down to their employees, bro. You ain't mm -hmm. talking down to me. You, you might talk up to me, but you ain't going to talk down to me. I promise you that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's just, <laughs> that's why you're right. You know, most people that grew up in the hood, hood that was really about that life, we're all entrepreneurs and own our own businesses because we cannot just, we, we can't stand the fact of making somebody else rich for one, you know, and, and working for some two bit fucking punk that, you know, couldn't handle one day on the street. No, I can't, <laughs> you know, and that's one thing that, you know, my kids are always laughing at me stuff when they see my transcripts and stuff from high school and how many days I really wasn't there. My senior year, I was there maybe 60 days out of the whole freaking year. And, <laughs> you know, because, you know, at that point, uh, I was uh, more into Melrose Park and stuff like that. Uh -huh. And I got to hang around with my great uncle and his crew and stuff. I remember uh, working Coco's and the boys would come in. They taught me how to numbers and all that shit. Right. And, I learned more from them than I would ever from a teacher. Yeah. Yep. And I think that really set me up for where I'm at today is the street contacts and learning how the street was, how to not take bullshit from people and how to smell bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. People laugh at me that are close to me that they trip out. Sometimes I've had a couple of bros go, dude, I don't get you, man. We know where you're from. We we know that you're this type of person, but you can put me in a room with billionaires and I'll have something in common with them and I can sit there and converse with them in an educational way. Mm -hmm. um, but then you put me in a room full of hoodlums and now I'm just pretty much being myself, right? You can put me in a room full of lawyers and I can talk with them. I can adapt to any environment I'm put in because mm -hmm. that's how Chicago was, man. You know, right. when I was selling, when I was selling drugs, man, one day, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be in the hood making deliveries. The next day I'm downtown. I'm mm -hmm. in Mayor Daly's office. I'm, I'm in, you know, I'm in some lawyer's office. I'm, I'm, I'm at some, uh, you know, certain quote unquote, um, high rise, you know, sitting there with judges, politicians, you know what I'm saying? You have to learn to adapt to, to yes. your environment. <laughs> I got to learn uh, was one of my actual uh, first jobs was Emo and Marone's uh, Maroney's uh, supermarket on Mannheim and uh, Fullerton, you know, okay. hooked, up, hooked up guys and stuff like that. Right. And they, they really taught you what the loyalty part was because behind the scenes, you know what they were doing. Uh, but as a kid, you got to sit there and soak that shit up and you really do got to wear two faces. It's just now, like now, uh, I can get hooked up and shit like that in one style of clothing, but I can wear a suit like a motherfucker. And yeah, we all saw that in that exposing video. You look yeah, fantastic with the spiked hair, the old 90s spiked hair. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was doing, you know, I was doing some stuff at that time, but it, right. where I was in the neighborhood, you had to wear that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. But 
we do really wear a lot of faces in Chicago. We can turn on a dime our personalities. Mm -hmm. Sunshine's uh, right. She said you had to be a chameleon growing up in Chicago. She's right. Oh boy, She's were right. Because if know, you were hooked up with any crew, and you, and like I said, you know, if you were selling drugs, if you were selling real drugs, not some street corner punk, but if you were selling real drugs. You know, yeah, like I said, you know, one day I'd be in a room full of politicians, the next day I'd be in a room full of criminals. You know, it was day to day, you were around everybody. And and being around everybody like that, you, you know, if you keep your ears open and your mouth shut, you start learning things too, you know. Right. See, I was lucky where uh the guys that I were hanging around with would beat the crap of they probably bury my ass if I was selling drugs. They got me more number wise, more girl wise, uh, into that type of business. Hell, I had an escort service until 10 years ago, but yeah, I remember they, that they kept us out of the drug part. And uh, you know, the way they put it to me was, yeah, you're going to make a lot of uh, money doing it, but when you take away the time you're going to be spending in the, the joint and the lawyer fees, you didn't end up with anything coming out of it. Yeah. So, they would approach it from that angle. And uh, if they seen you doing anything over weed, man, they really fuck you up. Uh, but that was the best part of my life was on 19th and Lake Street, man, and Coco's. I got to learn every damn thing. And it made you feel good being around them type of people. I'd rather get praise from them than some politician or somebody who's a puppet master. Right. <laughs> The Dottie, he said, that's hilarious. Danny said politicians and criminal as if they're not the same. In they're the same. Okay? Yeah, they're the same everywhere. <laughs> they're the same in Chicago, baby. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it was just a different lifestyle. It was a different uh, way of growing up. And I'm sure everybody out there like uh, Mike L.A. has something that's... Uh, different and new york has something that's different even though you guys oh. talk, you talk funny on the east coast uh, <laughs> you bash us about our chicago accents but yeah guys, they think we talk funny too though yeah they <laughs> chicago has its stigma yeah it's shy rock for a reason man <laughs> yeah, pretty much that's you know, crazy now man i mean i still go you know, I still go to Chicago, man, because I miss the food, man. Oh, oh God, I miss the food. So, I, I mean, I still go to Chicago, and I still go to Jimmy's Hot Dogs. You know, Jimmy's over on uh, Granite Pulaski. You know, I go hit my, my Mexican joint up on North Avenue Pulaski, Wanting Tons. You know, I hit my Puerto Rican restaurant up on uh, Armitage and La Crosse. And uh, there's a Cuban restaurant right there on Armitage and La Crosse, too, that I like to hit. Like, uh, man, I, 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 I still hit all my spots, man. You know, and, you know, I go through there and I, you know, I'll go through there all different times, man. In the evening, at night, mainly is when I'm riding through the city. And, um, you know, I mean, on a bike, when you're a biker, you don't, you don't really get messed with, you know, everybody leaves you alone, you know, because they don't know who you with, who you a part of. It's right. just kind of one of them things where they just stay away from you. But yeah, I mean, there's been times where I'm sitting there in the Jimmy's park a lot eating and you hear pop 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 
you know, and, and you can always tell who ain't from the city in that parking lot, man, because they're all getting in their cars leaving. I'm standing there with a hot dog in my mouth, like, oh, shit, somebody got got. You know what I mean? It's like, whatever. Damn right on that one right there, man. <laughs> You're damn right. We just sit there and enjoy a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, whatever. Nothing to see here, man, you know. But what's funny uh, with the dividing line of Chicago uh, is – the people that didn't grow up in Chicago are such oblivious. Uh, I'm talking like where uh, Chinatown grew up, like uh, Schomburg and stuff like that. It's <laughs> yeah. natural. That's why I can't believe she's still with me because it was an unnatural uh, relationship from the start. You know, she's still yeah. after, th after 29 years, don't know how to take me. Yeah. We, we don't have filter. It just pukes out of our mouth. <laughs> it does, man. It does. We don't care. <laughs> uh, you got and that, and that goes back to what I was saying. You know, um, no, nah, my bad. Go ahead. You got Chase in there, Danny. He's talking to you. Yeah, talking about Danny. What are you talking about, Chase? What's up? Um, by the way, yeah, that that goes back to my relationship thing. You know, if you're if you're going to be with somebody and really be happy and be able to communicate, um, they, they gotta be, they gotta understand you. You know, my chick understands my mentality and, and knows how I am because she's from Chicago too. You know, JB, you all have Spanish food. You're damn right. We do. Do you have little Italy? Yeah, we do on Taylor. Street. Sure. We got everything, man. See, y'all on the East coast need to leave the East coast sometime and see what the world offers. Shit, we got Greek Town, we got Russia. Remember, <laughs> remember when we had Sosan, Sosta Ghost? And he's yeah. like, oh, I didn't know y'all had that. And it's like, dude, leave New York, you asshole. Like, what do you think? You're the only one with a bodega? <laughs> Lay off the pastrami sandwiches over there. <laughs> really? It'd be funny to get Sosk about to Chicago, dude. That'd be funny shit right there. You know, uh, <laughs> hey, you want a bar? Uh, so sure. Let's go down Clark Street, man. <laughs> oh, like, my God. <laughs> and I, uh, used to, I used to do that to all the out-of-towners. I go show them. <laughs> I said, yeah, man, just go uh, south on Clark, man. I'll meet you up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll meet you there in 15 minutes and break. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Chase over there. Chase still talking about my head because he ain't figured out nothing else to talk about. I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> but one thing that uh people don't realize about Chicago is it's one of the most segregated cities in the country. Like yeah. No, you got Little Italy out there. You got a lot of Polish that uh, stick together on the north side. Yeah, and, over on Belmont Avenue. Yep, and you got a lot of blacks on south and west side. And uh -huh. it really is the most segregated city in the country. And a lot of people don't understand, man, and I've told the story many times, is so Grand Avenue, Grand Avenue was the line yeah, in my neighborhood. Yeah. That was the divider line. The blacks were on the south side of Grand Avenue, and then the Latina and Latino were on the north side of Grand Avenue. And right. it was crazy, man. Like, even in the Puerto Rican neighborhoods, man, we wouldn't allow the blacks to come to the hood and, you know, make money and do that. We caught them in our neighborhood, dude. We beat them up and say, hey, man, 
take that bullshit on the other side of Grand Avenue. And same thing, we try to cross over on Grand Avenue, and the black folks were like, nah, bro, you don't allow us over there. Get your ass on the other side. Like, it, it really was segregated, man. Well, that, you had uh, Grand Avenue, you also had the Ike as you started going uh, towards East Coast, or the Gold Coast, as they call it. Uh, we had that dividing line up there. Uh, one thing, if you guys are ever in Chicago, you got to visit the Taste of Chicago. The Taste of Chicago. <laughs> you know what's funny? Nah, I, lived in, I lived in Chicago for 25 years of my life, and I've yet to be the at the taste of Chicago, never gone, never gone to the taste. <laughs> no, never gone, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I, it was one day me and my lady were looking at, um, like you know, in Chicago, you got all these tour buses, right? And we we're talking about going downtown and maybe taking a tour for shits and giggles. And I'm like, they ain't gonna give me a tour or anything I don't know already. And I started looking at all this stuff, and I'm like, I don't know any of this. I'm like, well, how the fuck am I from Chicago, and I don't know any of this stuff? Like, it's messed up, man. Those A lot of us in the hood, we just didn't. We never left the hood. <laughs> we didn't know what was going on outside the hood. Mike, we're doing members only uh, tomorrow. Uh, we're running a little longer uh, here. You know what, Mike? I'm going to put in, uh, I'm going to send you the link uh, to the show right now. And you to come in here so me and Danny can bash on you a little bit. Uh, <laughs> no sunshine. I've never been to Summerfest either. I mean, I, I go to the Harley anniversary thing in Milwaukee, but I usually just go to a dealer. I don't really go to the actual the actual grounds over there. It's just not really my thing. It's an Instagram, Mike, uh, with the B-Can stuff. Uh, get your little ass in here, freaking peg leg. Uh, let's see here. Poncho Pistolas. One of the only things I miss about Chicago. I never went to the taste either. It was funny with China doll. I actually brought her on the Lake street L and she was clinging to me and shit like that. Because, you know, you look off at the South side, dude, it's like a nuclear bomb went off over there and <laughs> the North side, everything's cool and stuff. But you guys think you got subways in New York, man. You come to the L <laughs> over here in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think about the Bears moving to Arlington Heights, man? I'm going to be honest with you. So there's a movie. It's a very famous movie that taught me so many great points in my life. Yeah, James, and that, and that movie is called The Bronx Tale. There's a part in that movie where I believe the guy's name is Sonny. He's telling the kid, you know, who's your favorite baseball player? And the kid, I, I believe he says Mickey Mantle. And Sonny goes, you know, why do you like Mickey Mantle? And the kid tells him why or whatever. You know, he loves his fans and all that. He goes, let me ask you something, kid. He goes, if, you're, if your pa... Uh, gets fired today and he's got no job and you guys are getting kicked out of your apartment. You think Mickey Mantle's going to pay the rent for you guys? And he goes, yeah, I think he would. He goes, I got news for you. He won't because he don't even know you. So why would you give a fuck about anybody that don't give a fuck about you? That's so when it comes to sports, since I was a kid, I don't know why, but that sat in my head. I'm 43 years old. When I watched that movie, it first came out. It was, I, I don't know how old it is, but it's a long time ago. You were a kid. Dude, it sat in my head my whole life, and no, I've never given you. 
I've never given a shit about sports one day of my life. I don't give a fuck where the Bears go. They can go fuck themselves. They're making millions of dollars, and they ain't doing a fucking thing for anybody in Chicago. They can all suck my dick. Fuck them all. Jason, yes, we did not forget about Gene and Jude's, one of the best around River Road and Grand Avenue right there, Gene and Jude's. We got Peg Leg joining the Madhouse right now. We're all going to be Wow, together. look at this. We, we got Chase, who's like my new number one hater, this little fuck. The <laughs> oh, Bears wow. are like Danny D'Lo. They both suck and ain't going nowhere. Hey, how's oh. your podcast going, asshole? Go fuck off. Oh, Chase and Danny <laughs> going out of here. Get the fuck out of here. So oh, what, uh, we're gonna, you know, what's up with you, man, in LA and stuff? You got a bunch of queers out there. You don't even have steers. <laughs> that's what that's what the accusations are, man. I understand Mike, I don't even know why you came on, bro. I, I really don't. I, no, no, I don't know why either. You know what I mean? I just, I'm not picking this, on you. I love at, you, brother. At, at this point, I've just given up. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, 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 I'm not trying to be a bully like Chase and, and Hollywood over here. I'm not going to pick on you. I love you, brother. <laughs> We uh, all love Mikey, man. Mikey's nah, one of the. No, no, you guys don't give a shit. It's all good. Oh shit! Up. You know, don't play me that poor me card shit now. Uh, right now, now I can use the victim card, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you guys don't it's know, I love Chase. <laughs> if you, don't, you guys don't know who Mike Ball is, Mike is a big creator over on Instagram. And uh, he does a lot of life teaching over there. And uh, go ahead, Mike. Tell everybody uh, a little bit about you because uh, we are now on MotorcycleMadhouse.com. The radio station is worldwide. The Madhouse, baby, where we keeping it one. I can't do there it. You go, man. There you go, man. There you go. I got a few different octaves level higher than you, so it's kind of hard <laughs> to do. You know, no, you got you to have bass in your voice, bro. Yeah, no, I don't got that. I'm sorry. You know, you, know I mean? you know who he reminds me of, Danny, uh, from Man Cow's show? Is Turk. Oh, come on. Come on, man. Come on. Don't do our boy like that, man. Come on, man. I don't know who it is. But for who it is, you know what was I mean? cool, man. Uh, but anyway, go ahead and introduce yourself. All uh, that good stuff. The, the thing I talk about, man, is just positive mental attitude and strength is 90% mental and 10% physical at the end of the day. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a walking, uh, literally a walking reason of why you can still be alive, you know what I mean, and you can still prosper and live a meaningful fulfilling life after something so traumatic that happens in your life so i just documented my little um way of, of recovering and people saw that on social media and instantly started i received a lot of direct messages from other people and from amazing people all around the world uh, insane amount of support and it was amazing honestly it changed my life you know what I mean? So now I, I just teach a lot about positive mental attitude, you know, not let, letting uh, and affecting, you know, people that, for instance, like, I'm going to say this, never allow anyone to take anything personal from anyone that you're not personal with. Like, why do we care about what other people have to say about that's irrelevant? You know what right. I mean? They're irrelevant people. So I just talk about stuff like that on my platforms. 
By the way, R.Y., his son is graduating high school today. So happy for you and your family. Uh, That's Way to go right there. That's good stuff right there. Congratulations. Uh, I, made it, I made it by with D minuses, man. I still walk. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Did you ever think that you were going to be in a yearbook, the, the guy that most likely is going to lose a leg? <laughs> no. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna be honest, bro. No, it I, said, I, "Hey, hey, Mike Ball, good luck in life. Break a leg. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Go break a leg." See, I can't it's be with Hollywood, dude. I just no, got me no, picking no. on my boy, man. <laughs> See, it's all right. It's all right. I take it. I, I take it with, with size. <laughs> it is what it is. Oh, Hollywood, you're a piece of shit for that. Oh my God. <laughs> The thing, the thing that worries me is Mike says he takes it. He takes it, but you know. Yeah. Uh, I hope there ain't no. No, no, no. Listen, listen. Hollywood. Hollywood has no ons involved. No, no, no. He's got a sick, demented mind. You know what I mean? He does. He does. You have no, and, and you know you what, have no and, idea, brother. And you know where that also, like, why that happens to people's brains? It's when people have tiny. No, it's when they have <laughs> tiny nuts. It's when they have tiny nuts. That's why. Oh, it's, shit. It's, it's you said you ain't got no balls, Hollywood. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. You're talking about your mama in the green room, too. <laughs> I'd rather have tiny balls and a big dick than, you know, it happens. Uh, <laughs> it happens, I guess. I guess. You know, Danny or uh, Chase, what do we got going on with Chase, my man down in he, uh, San Antonio? Uh, he's down in Texas. They won't bring me up because I'll have Hollywood and Danny in their feelings. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. That, that's cute. Danny, you think of yourself that highly, though. <laughs> Danny, I like how you're like it. You're like. <laughs> Well, Chase is going to be uh, coming online with his podcast pretty soon. Uh, hopefully, Mike's supposed to be helping him out uh, with that, so hopefully it helps. Uh, Mike, he's well, ain't that about a bitch. Chase needs help. I, I thought you were the man, bro. You got this. Do it. Mike got frozen up and stuff like that. Yeah, he uh, did. My but, internet just took a shit. Yeah, it looks like it. But these guys are on the Beat Can podcast where uh, – it gets into some serious issues, some funny issues, and I, it, it's been one of the most enjoyable podcasts I've been on because we get to learn about each other. We get to become closer, and uh, that's one thing that podcasts really do is bring everybody closer. Definitely. Especially, Definitely. especially with human interest topics, you know what I mean? When we talk about human interest, I mean, we're going to be diving into so many different topics that, that most creators probably wouldn't. Yeah. Would make that's what I love about it. Yeah, that's what I love about it because it, it, we talk about stuff that we normally wouldn't, you know, and that's the way a podcast is supposed to be, you know. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. We're all bikers. We've all been to 1% clubs, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? But we're all men. We're all, we're all people. And China is a woman. So, you know, we, we've, we've, uh, we, we've all grown to be a part of something. So it's going very well. I'm loving it too, man. What's that say about, because uh, I do get uh, complaints on my channel when I don't cover biker-related crap, but bikers are human. Bikers are regular uh, people. Yeah, absolutely. And, 
Mike and then we to go to Dan. Even Chase. Even Chase is a human. Yeah, even down to Chase. You know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm another walking example of that. You know what I mean? It's just like I'm another human. I'm just another dude. I'm, I, I, I happen to be a part of the club <laughs> life, you know, and and I was blessed and honored to be uh, a part of that and to still be able to, to speak on it to some degree. And because I've had the uh, immense amount of um, guidance from the graybeards, to be honest, I didn't, I didn't uh, veer towards the, the guys my age, like all the, right. all the, pros, all the prospects that were all hanging around over here and wanting to play around with, you know, the bullshit I'm over here, like trying to really gain some knowledge. Um, well, but that's one thing. That's one thing, Mike. What uh, you to go ahead uh, in a sec, uh, Mike? Uh, but Danny, it, w how we came up with the beat can? What's it actually mean? Bikers exploring anything they can, and that's what it's about. You know, yeah. Like I said, we're all bikers. We've all been in the club world. You know, we're all former one percenters or still whatever. But we're all human, and. You know, we don't just want to talk about biker shit. You know, there's more in life than talking about the the protocols of of the MC world. And you know, the, today in biker old. news, who gives a shit? Like, you know what I mean? We want to talk about stuff that we experience every day as as humans, as people. You know. Well, that we did an episode on uh, a lot of people probably don't know. And by the way, it's on Spotify and uh, the podcast platforms. We've yep. talked depression. We've talked anxiety. Hell, we even had fun last week about an apocalypse, what we would do. So it's a mm -hmm. lot different than what you're going to see, say, on uh, you know a creator's channel that does protocol or it's like they got to get their stick out of their ass. You know, you have to have some fun. And yeah. you got to let loose a little bit, you know. we're yeah. like, like you said, we're all humans here. And, and as content creators, we don't want to box ourselves into yes. what we're You know what I mean? We want to be able to expand and be able to talk about these these bigger subjects. For sure. Yeah. Well, that's the, thing. that's the thing, Mike. Expansion of somebody's mind. I think yeah. we are. We all box ourselves in, and we really shouldn't. No, it's, no, no. We should. It's we it's it. hard not to though. It happens on accident because, you know, we right. all started talking about the biker accident. stuff. Yeah, we started talking about the biker stuff because that's what we're comfortable talking about. Because that's our comfort zone. That's what we know. You know right. what I mean? And 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 it it's, it sucks because we all catch ourselves gravitating back towards that even in conversations but you know you got to break out man because there's more to life i mean now i'm going to do relationship advice so we're going to break out all over well that you know i, 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 think, it's, I think it's dope you, you might think it's funny but i think it is a it'd be a good niche for danny uh Honestly, to get you know because like, a lot of guys they're afraid to talk about their uh feminine side and stuff so uh, that might make relationships a lot better is a man learning to open themselves up where we wouldn't before. Right. A woman uh, can teach that to a man. A man has to teach that to a man. You know what 
Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, most most guys um, can't be taught that because they're too busy feeding into their own male ego. Yes, there can be too much. You know, their their testosterone, testosterone, and all that crap. You know, so it is what it is. But hey, I might I might do one just to see where it goes. Just just to do one. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you did. That's the whole thing. You never box yourself in. As a creator, you never should. And mm-hmm. the beat and the beat cast is on every Sunday at uh, seven p.m. Seven p.m. Central. And you just see it on Danny's channel, the Beat Can channel, uh, the Motorcycle Madhouse channel. You to listen to it on air. Uh, we do have Rumble, yeah, Spotify, Spotify. You name it. It's we everywhere. everywhere, baby. And we do feel sorry for China because she's the only broad on the damn job. Chat. <laughs> Sometimes I do. <laughs> I feel bad too because it, she's got to represent something so much bigger than just herself it's a it's representing women as kind of a whole sometimes and yep. not just not just how she feels but she's got to think outside of, of her feeling mm-hmm. and that can be hard to do for anybody let alone uh, you know anybody that's <laughs> a woman because it's hard for them to control their emotions sometimes can I'm somebody in the that. chat by any chance drop a link for my channel because i can't well, I might be able to. Let me see. Amish, it's Danny D'Lo. Just put that yeah, in. Definitely, uh, definitely yeah. go subscribe over to Danny's. He's got he's got amazing content over there as well. Right, right. Yeah, he if does. you just search in, the minute you type in Danny D, most likely Danny D'Lo is going to pop up, or just type in Danny D'Lo Biker TV, and I'll pop right up, Amish. See him not only doing like that, like how we were talking about the protocol stuff, but you'll see him breaking down like actual motorcycles and stuff. Like he does all sorts of content, so it's it's really cool. Yeah, you know, try to keep it fresh. That's one uh, thing that we can talk about is if protocol is outdated. Right. That's gonna that's gonna freaking burn some balls right there. <laughs> I'm like dragging all over my ass, man. What you telling these people that for? Hey, what hey, <laughs> that's something that we even discussed a little bit uh, lightly yesterday, and it's true. It it is kind of dated. You yeah, know what I mean, at this point, I think these people have changed. You're gonna get all kinds of. I don't. Like I don't think day. it's. I don't think it's outdated. <clears throat> I think it's. Uh, it's just the type of, of people, people that we have. It's the type of people that we have getting involved in the club world that um, the old guys, the old graybeards, failed them. They failed to teach these kids the history behind this world that they're trying to get involved in. That's what I think. What's that tell us as a society where the older ones ain't teaching the younger ones that don't even have to be about biker stuff? I, I, I think there was too many young ones that knew it all already and didn't go to those graybeards and spend the actual time and, and actually dedicate some time <laughs> to go sit down with them. They, 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 shouldn't, they shouldn't, they shouldn't um, seek that, though. They should be. They should be sponsor, pushed into that. Your, your sponsor, when you're a prospect, that's the where you're supposed to get all that that questions and answering. You know what I mean? Right. Right. You know, so so we should be doing a better job of prospecting people coming into these. Oh yeah. In my opinion. Oh yeah. Definitely. Well, well, there's I'm, no doubt about that. First well, of all, we, let's let's start prospecting people again. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, we all know about the biker scene, but I'm talking about life in general where they just got a different attitude than, say, when we grew up, where we right. went to elders, we desired that knowledge. And now right. it's a big uh, F you to the older generation from these younger ones, Mike. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I I personally think if you're <laughs> if you if you're not learning, then you're you're dying. So that's me though. I, I I'm I I'm an exception to the rule, but I understand that rule that the exception of the rule doesn't make the rule. Okay, so I know my my generation has definitely had a big ego. They've come in, and, and I've per- personally watched it to quite a few of the top majors where the younger generation came in and divided the entire club. Well, you know what? I actually put that on uh, Danny and me. We're Generation X, and we should have kicked your ass more is what we should have done. I agree. I agree. But uh, we're coming up in an hour and a half. We're going to have Danny and uh, Mikey back uh, on tomorrow's show uh, hopefully you enjoyed this extended edition of Motorcycle Madhouse. It was fun, and you got to meet some new creators and stuff like that. Again, China Dow will be back on Monday, uh, but uh, we got Danny and Mike filling in right now, and uh, you guys were great, man. Uh, so tomorrow, there will be a members only tomorrow, but we just ran overload with this one because I'm watching the radio station uh, stuff, and uh, it's going really good on that. It was that. a great topic. It was a great topic, nice. and I think I, I loved I loved actually listening and hearing your guys' uh, experience in Chicago because I'm an outsider, you know what I mean? And I, uh-huh. I like to be able to, to learn about your guys. I mean, anytime you dive into someone else's culture, oftentimes that's when you learn the most. And Chicago does have its unique culture. It really does. A lot of people don't, sure. you know, just like New York and L.A., uh, we just don't put up with uh, Tinkerbells like uh, L.A. does. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, the guys from the hood do not deal with the Tinkerbells. All right? I'm telling you. I don't know, man. Some of them brothers in the hood are kind of Tinkerbell themselves, dog. I don't know, bro. They are, man. Uh, <laughs> we'll all see you tomorrow and stuff. We'll have Danny True. around. We'll have uh, Mikey around and uh, all that good stuff. So we'll talk to you guys later. Join the Insane Throttle Members Only Club on YouTube or Spotify and receive exclusive content Monday through Friday at 9.20 a.m. Central Standard Time. Your membership in the Throttle Club helps keep the show going strong. Introducing the all-new service from Insane Throttle Motorcycle Madhouse Radio. 24-7 and nothing but the best in 80s till today. Rockin' metal. And here's an added bonus. You can now listen to Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Show with Hollywood and China now live on the air. Go to MotorcycleMadhouse.com and bookmark the radio station and get down with the king of biker radio. I say goodbye, vamoose, adios, ciao, so long, get your hat jacked. Number one internet biker radio show is now available on Spotify and all major platforms including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified right away when our weekly episode is uploaded so you never